Hello, my name is Alexander Morari, and I'm the founder of ITK Media. As you know, this is a podcast about Central and Eastern European startups in pre-Series A stage. Our guest today is Jan Vetzerka, the founder of Brick App. And uh, when I was trying to define the project, the best I came up with was that Brick App is developing the marketplace of real estate crowdfunding platforms. Uh, hello, Jan. Do you agree with this definition? Uh... Yes, mostly yes. Uh, what we built is an uh, is a solution for everyone to invest easily online into properties based on real estate crowdfunding. And currently in Europe, there are uh, more than 150 real estate crowdfunding platforms. And our goal is to bring all the information to one single place that through one single dashboard, our user can see what investment platforms are out there uh, what investment opportunities do they offer to make an educated decision where to invest? Yeah, yeah. So with this, we almost dived already into first um, round of our podcast, the solution, the project. But before we do this, if I understand you know real estate market pretty well and financing and structured finance and so on. Um, would you say that in Central Eastern Europe, European markets at least, your platform, or I mean real estate crowdfunding platforms are a civilizational kind of uh, uh, leap forward um, and they are a big danger of REITs, real estate investment trust in the region, which is not popular, which is, which is not prepared by the legislators for some reason, I don't know why. Um, and so that this region will make this jump over REITs into crowdfunding um, space right away. I mean, it's a, it's a different approach uh, in investing uh, if we compare real estate crowdfunding to a traditional REIT. And, and I mean, it's different country to country. There are certain countries in our region where uh, real estate crowdfunding is pretty popular and pretty developed, especially the Baltic region. Uh, and there are countries where it is uh, much less. And my opinion on that is, is as well that we have the traditional REITs in some of these countries and it's maybe a bit for a different audience uh, you know traditional REIT is you know you maybe you have your financial advisor and which recommends you to invest here or there uh, the audience for real estate crowdfunding is a bit different it's more uh, for the internet gen generation uh, for maybe a bit younger people to invest in this way. And okay. what was really good here is that investors can invest for usually from really small amounts and invest regularly. My meaning exactly. REITs are not that popular and they are losing ground by, by you know, not catching up or not even appearing here like with a strong kind of uh, message in these markets. and. Um, it's much easier now to invest through crowdfunding than through REITs, which are not present here, basically. Let's move on to your uh, solution. Um, how would you describe yourself, your, your platform right now, and uh, what's the current status of development? So we have uh, started uh, like one and a half years ago. Uh, with our, as every startup, uh, we've used uh, our money to uh, build an, an MVP to, uh, you know, get onboarding first members of the team to you know 
starting collecting some data, building the first partnerships. Uh, later, we've uh, received an investment which has helped us a lot, uh, a seed investment which allowed us to expand our team. Uh, so we've started Wicked uh, one and a half years ago, and we bootstrapped the first development uh, from our, our resources. Uh, and later, we've received an investment which basically helped us a lot to accelerate our product and accelerate our development to expand our team. And since then, uh, we've established uh, many partnerships with uh, many risk-take crowdfunding platforms, as well as uh, we work a lot on our content, which we publish at BreakUp. We create and co or compile uh, regional reports. Uh, we've only published a report on UK risk-take crowdfunding, Spanish, French, uh, Northern Europe, Currently, we have in pipeline Germany and uh, other regions, uh, which is very useful for our, our users. Mm, what is the, the current big step which is ahead of us is to uh, receive a uh, license from our local regulator to offer financial services, uh, which without that, we cannot legally offer financial services. So that's another big step. and our current most important task to finalize this process. So you'll say that as far as European um, platforms, they are have been already aggregated on the platform and you are, you are done with that, right? This is what you're saying? Yes, we have collected, collected a lot of data about uh, this market. Uh, we already have uh, profiles and data about all the major, uh, or all, almost every realistic crowdfunding platform, which is in Europe. Yeah, Jan, and, and, and these data, these profiles, are they uh, in cooperation with those platforms? So this is just your initiative? Or do you have already kind of formalized relationships uh, with those platforms? What's the current approach? Uh, we try to onboard as many as possible of them. So we've created a dashboard for them where they can uh, update their data. We've created an API yeah. To, yeah. and so on. Uh, but for some platforms where we have not been able to create a relationship yet, we've just created a basic profile of them that you know our users can see what uh, platforms are out there. Yeah, yeah, just for the informational purposes, I understand, right? Rather than investing through the platform for now, for now. And by the way, who are the most difficult, what platforms are the most difficult to get relationships with from specific markets or with specific size? Like, they, they don't want to give you the credibility and not to share their own market position, you know, with you and so on. You know what I mean? Like crowd estate or or similar big crowdfunding platforms might be interested. I don't know why you will explain, or they might not be interested to cooperate with you at all. Who are the most challenging ones? I mean, it's a very different platform to platform. And yeah. some of them are very open to mm -hmm. share uh, their, their data because they see it's valuable for their users and they just want to bring uh, the overview to the market basically and they just because they really try to bring good investment opportunities and they want to build trust 
and therefore uh, they uh, they are open and yeah. as well as it's as well uh, connected with our capacity of our team to onboard these platforms currently we communicate with many of them uh, we have now established uh, some partnerships in the uk we have very good partnerships in the uh, for example in the baltic region yeah yeah and, and i understand the focus for now will be on european union and uk you mentioned right definitely i would call yes. it like european economic area mm -hmm. yeah okay okay interesting so aggregation has been done already um then as far as active trading through your platform this depends on the financial license or license for financial services these financial services will give you the rights for the like, to provide financial services i mean uh in a specific market or in the whole economic area as you mentioned or is it cross-border or only for uh czech right because you come from czech um uh, you know it it, it 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 is general basically with this license we can publish uh, investment opportunities to, uh, on our mm -hmm. platform and we can onboard uh, investors uh, under the condition we do the proper KYC basically so mm -hmm. if we know uh, our customer uh, we can provide them uh, financial services yeah and just to make sure everybody follows I understand your investor um, typical investor would be in a b2c environment and that's a private per, uh, uh, person right yeah, we focus on uh, individual uh, private investors. Uh, yeah, qualified somehow or like any retail uh, investor? Uh, um, it as well depends platform to platform because yes, okay. uh, some of them uh, have higher uh, barriers of, uh, of entry. Mm -hmm. But in general, uh, you know, as the barrier, as there are no barriers to invest in most of these platforms, which you can start investing from 100 euros uh, uh, it's purely retail investing mm -hmm. yes okay and so um, let, let's let, guide, guide me through um the 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 whole uh, like situation uh, that you have right now so you aggregated platforms um uh, focusing on focused on real estate crowdfunding great you want your users to to have one 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 shop stop I understand to many crowdfunding platforms yes mm -hmm. and then in this in this formula what's your uh, pricing model first and foremost and when do you plan to start actually trading uh, through the platform uh so i first of start with when when we want to or when we do plan to start the actual trading uh as soon as we get a license basically yeah and what's the pipe like what's the deadline you give yourself i mean what's your most uh, uh hopeful kind of uh, deadline yeah i would not call it deadline but we we hope uh, yeah. uh because these processes are out of our control uh, of course we try our best to provide everything we we should but sometimes it takes more time and uh, these processes are not as flexible as we would we would love to uh but uh currently the timeline is that in like two or three months uh, we'll be there uh, to okay offer okay services. so that's our current timeline from the technical perspective uh, the product is ready for that but ah, okay. we need to wait 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. What's your um, earning model? And um, what's the approach you, you, you have in your mind now? Mm, there are a couple of uh, streams, revenue streams. Uh, basically, the most important one is the commission-based model with, based on like, I would call it affiliate fees or fees which we receive uh, from the cooperation with uh, the respective platforms that we bring them. Uh, investments mm -hmm. and who pays the uh, commission the platforms the or the easier. investors yes okay okay so uh, you are providing them a platform. distribution channel basically right and um additional to their yeah uh, basically a distribution channel as well as another level of of trust basically because you know we really want to bring uh, only good uh, opportunities to, uh, to our platform and to cooperate with yes with that's very important well, for any future really you know users model. investors or your business partners what are the criteria for qualifying positively let's say those platforms what's most important for you uh, it is a long list what we what we are uh, looking for but the most basic criteria we can define like in two categories first is uh, the platform and its history and uh, you know what was the history of their previous investments which is like a good clue how the team is experienced, what is the risk profile of their investment opportunities. And secondly, of course, we are looking at every specific. Oh, wait, that's interesting. So crowdfunding platform X is trying to prove that they've done the due diligence on a project. And this is a valid opportunity and so on and so on. Okay. And then you invite them to your platform, I understand. And then you do a second, second level, right? Due diligence on this project. And if this project is based somewhere in, let's say, Madrid, Spain, how would you go and uh, check the, um, you know, not only credibility, but also like financial fundamentals and investment fundamentals of this um, project in the future? What's, what's the idea? Mm -hmm. So, uh, first of all, the, the level of uh, credibility or it's the of course, the responsibility of the respective platforms that they do the due diligence. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, we have our own criteria what the investment opportunity needs to meet. And, you know, first of all, you know, we are looking for criteria like LTV uh, to the more, let's say, soft criteria, which but which are as important as well, like location and, and so on. Ah, okay. But you rely on the information from this platform rather than go, uh, you know, as far as making your own due diligence uh, of this project, which pr practically will be impossible because you need to get then the same level of access as the original platform, right? So you, you do base your analysis on the information provided, let's say, publicly by the platform you work with, right? Mm. Actually, we have uh, a data model which, from okay. which we get uh, the infor information and which we which we trust 
and which provides us uh, our point of view on the investment opportunity. Yes, okay, interesting. And I'm looking forward to have a to have a to have a look at one of those uh, analysis and reports by you. Yeah, I just would like to welcome you to register to Bricap and in the dashboard you can see all the reports uh, we have created. Ah, already available. Okay, we'll have a look. Thanks. Look, um, we are now recording this uh, mid-February 2021. For the whole year, you think, what will be the most um, active real estate asset class on crowdfunding platforms in Europe? Uh, the situation now is, of course, influenced with the COVID crisis and uh, this un these uncertainties which it brings to, to the real estate market. Uh, but on the other hand, and based on the talks and communication I have with, with platforms, uh, most of them are very positive about the next development. And from our data, the most uh, popular or investments are in the residential market. It's like a 60 to 70 percent of the investment opportunities uh, based on the region. Okay, so residential is the, the king of the hill for this year, you say. Yeah, interesting. Jan, let's move on to second round and the competitors and competitive landscape, so to say. Um, so definitely crowdfunding platforms themselves are not your competitors. They are your partners, right? And um, what would you say are your biggest European competitors at this moment and how do you plan to beat them? So uh, there are a couple of, you can start from like platforms which aggregate peer-to-peer -peer lending loans. There are a couple of them. So that's one category of, of platforms which we can call uh, our competitors and uh, as well as there are uh, some projects which um, some of the local level some more on the international level uh, focus on uh, aggregation of uh, the real estate crowdfunding market yes and which ones are the biggest uh, competitor to you you think or the biggest um, yeah, the biggest competitor, basically, that you are benchmarking your business against or like you have as your sparring partner, uh, even from a distance. Like I, I could give an example. What, what do you think about brick funding? Are they your brick funding? Are they your competitors, you would say? I mean, of course, for example, brick funding uh, is a project which we might call uh, our, uh, our competitor. Yeah. Uh, their approach is a bit different. Uh, they have, you know, their platform where uh, you can find some data about the real estate crowdfunding market, as well as uh, they try they try to aggregate uh, some uh, investment opportunities. But uh, our approach is to go more in the way of content and the user experience and the total uh and the data which we provide to our users mm -hmm. yeah and that will be easier of course the more you have platforms on board the more data you have uh, with time yeah interesting 
Jan, let's move on to round three. Companies ups and downs, successes and failures in the last 12 months or so. What's the biggest uh, failure? Mm. I mean, as the technical side of Recap is is crucial to how quickly we can deliver uh, you know, new features and build a product. So I would say that some of things we, we did in the development that we maybe focused too much on some features and not to the others. Of course, at a certain point, we thought, okay, this is the most efficient way to develop at that point. But from maybe the current perspective, the path would be a bit different. Okay. Can you squeeze a piece of advice out of these, um, let's say, mistakes that you mentioned for other startups? What would what would you have changed now? I mean, uh, you know, there is maybe one more important uh, thing is, you know, as a startup, there are like many, I would call them startup advisors who mm, try to advise uh, in many uh, or mentors we can we can call them uh, they are part of many uh, startup programs and i call them like these general startup advisors who uh, who try to advise a, a fintech company on one side or uh, or any other solution maybe an e-commerce solution and they use the same metrics and same approach for everything and as we are in in like a i can still call a niche market uh, sometimes those advisors don't know uh, about our market and you know it's very time consuming to explain to a mentor what we do if they don't know anything about our market and yeah. then their advices are sometimes not helping us at, at all so uh if i can recommend something to a startup so if you cooperate with a mentor choose it really wisely how uh the number one criteria should be the previous experience of the mentor if they are experts in the market where your product uh yeah is. okay and you mean on the tech on the uh, tech side, on the startup side, or just merit-based professional experience? So for you, this could be I don't know an advisor coming from structured finance department in a like large local or regional or European or global bank. I understand, right? And just to explain, structured finance finance covers also um, real estate financing, right? Um, I mean, that could be a relevant experience. That would uh be listening and trying to you know understand understand the market but i i'm now talking more about like the uh some of the for example i would say very general i would say startup advisors which uh you know have these very general clues like you know you can uh, I, I was on a call with a mentor. It was about uh, CRM uh, systems, and his advice was, "Okay, yeah, you can set it up in HubSpot. That's amazing. Uh, but how? Or in Facebook uh, Business Manager? Yeah, there are these settings. You can set up those goals. Okay, and can you help me how? 
and if they don't want to really work with you it's just you know maybe a nice conversation but it doesn't uh, bring you forward interesting and and now you bring up a very interesting topic basically that there is a whole you could say industry of mentorship kind of industry right when yeah. you serve just as a one line in a mentor cv you know what i mean R rather than they want yeah. to actually you know bring a uh, part of their heart and brain <laughs> to your startups interesting wow interesting and of course on the other hand if you find a good mentor of course it's a great lot because if you find a person who really understands your market and understands your company and understands your goal of course it can accelerate your growth yeah uh, indeed, indeed let's hang on here how would you verify a mentor so imagine you are what you you are a, you are recommended a mentor or a mentor is recommended to you by some i don't know um you know um yeah startup like organization or something and how do you go and verify i mean first of all sometimes you cannot say no to such a person but let's say you have the right right and how do you go and verify such a person would you go to on, on onto the market and then check the references or how else um, you maybe you would just make a test like merit-based uh, test whether or not this person understands your niche and your market <laughs> how would you do that now i mean uh where i start is of course i do the basic check i uh check their linkedin profile i check uh, what is their past experience uh, and the, the next step is you know, to, to have a call with the mentor and, or, and in my experience, I, you know, as I've already interviewed many people and even in my past career, in my past corporate career, I did many interviews. It's, you know, it's a feeling of the person and that's what decides. Can you imagine to work with that person or not? And that's, what I'm asking yeah, is to rely on your questions. intuition is not very like a reliable way I would say it's like to rely on your eyes to see all this the whole spectrum of possible you know rays and and light uh light shapes and forms we can see the visible light but we cannot see the x-rays the ultraviolet you know infrared and stuff yeah interesting let's move on we digressed a little bit but I think this could be useful basically for other um fellow startup guys what about the biggest success then in the last 12 years or so uh 12 months sorry of course 12 months uh definitely that we've been able to uh build a product to the stage it it can on onboard new users uh you know we are constantly uh, getting new users and new signups and that's uh, the biggest success and speaking by the way uh, of the users how many users do you have right now i mean the uh, ones that signed up mm -hmm. yeah uh as we don't have the the actual investments yet so we, we can talk uh, about some sign up so it's a uh, it's a couple of thousand uh, of signups interesting and you've made your analysis um what countries they come from mostly 
so as we are from the Czech Republic, we have a pool of uh, users which are from our country. That's because it's easier to yeah, have natural can yeah. channels to market our solution here. And then uh, we have ma uh, many users from the UK. Ah, okay. And then there are like Germany, the, uh, the Northern Europe region, that's what, what I could call the core uh, core part of our So moving base. on to round four, the company, you mentioned already that you managed to build a strong team. Let me just make a quick intro. Uh, you, The company was founded in 2018, I understand. And as far as the founding team, there are three people right now. The founder and CEO, yourself, uh, Jan Veterka, right? Jana Vecerkova, Vecerkova, okay, sorry. Jana Vecerkova, founder and CPO, you'll explain what this means. And then Jan Pollock, founder and CTO, right, technical. Now, what's the, I'm always interested in the labor division in the founding team. Um, how did you divide the labor and what are your key areas? Of course, as a small team, there are like overlaps in in uh, what we do, and it's not like a row in a corporate where you have like a specific job description. Of course, not. Uh, but the the main division is that, of course, our CTO is responsible for the technical development. That's clear. Uh, CPO uh, Yana, uh, it's uh, mostly the chief product officer, so the product, the UX design part uh, of it. And I'm uh, re responsible for um, first, the, there is the organizational role and as well as I overload the development and as well as uh, partly business development, which we share uh, with the others as well. Yes, okay, great. And uh, how many people you are now in the team? Yeah, so now we are, uh, bit varies but we are around 10 people uh full-time employees you mean yeah full-time em employees are uh seven and they are okay. uh some part-time uh, employees and by the way are you hiring right now do you have any needs on the talent side uh so at our current stage uh we are we are happy with, with the team we have uh we have a uh beside the technical team we have a marketing manager uh who is from the us uh, we have a, a a data analyst uh he's american as well uh, we have a french designer and uh so that, that that's that's the core team and uh so currently uh we are looking for a programmer that's the position we are uh, we have open now yes okay great uh jan let's move on to final round round five and we call this as you know probably formula f3 funding for the future and before we cover the future funding um let's say uh, 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 vector uh let me just cover what's been done by now and i understand by now you have been funded um externally as well you closed the seat round february last year uh, and the total funding is around 500,000 uh, euros. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Yeah, the investment comes in a uh, couple of installments and uh, based on the goals uh, which we finished. So 
Yeah, but the to total amount is uh, 500,000. Yes, right. And now, where, uh -huh, from where we are right now, February 2021, what is your, you know, needs or plans for the next investment round? Uh, so we, we have covered uh, our funding needs for uh, for this year, so that's uh, fine for us. And uh, we'll be needing possibly uh, next investment uh, in in the second quarter, around second quarter of 2022. As far as uh, future um, investors or the for, from for the future rounds. Who would be your kind of ideal profiles uh, for the venture capital uh, investors, if you have any? Would we? I mean, what I mean is like more, more of a like fintech-minded or prop tech uh, people, or like purely marketplace. Mm, I mean, investors what would be the, the next phase of, of Bricket? Uh, we, we would we want to build is a, is a trading network of where risky crowdfunding partners can naturally cooperate together and for that uh it is definitely fintech area so uh, okay. that that's the area we would be looking for for an investor and in the next round how we see it now of course uh it should be some uh, institutional investor uh, for the next round like who? I mean, I don't want to say a specific name, of course, at the current stage. Jan, um, what is your most ambitious goal for 12 months ahead? So first of all, uh, is the license we've already discussed, which we need. It's crucial for our ne next product development, uh, which is connected with a payment solution and everything to, to have in our product we can really facilitate investments. And then uh, the next step would be to build the real marketplace where platforms can uh, cooperate together. That's our like ultimate goal, what we want, uh, we are building. Yeah, okay, great. So good luck with this, uh, let's say midterm goal. And of course, uh, good luck with, uh, with achieving all the long-term goals that you have in your mind. And uh, we'll check up on you in a year or so definitely. all the best thank you very much thank you alex so we hosted today Brickup and jan vecherka the ceo co-founder was representing the company what a wise idea in times when real estate crowdfunding platforms are more and more crowded and the space is more and more crowded they come up with an idea to be a marketplace for those marketplaces and they call themselves as a booking com basically uh, for selecting your ideal property uh, investment for retail uh, investors. Wish them all the best and um, that's it for now, but there's more to come. Bye-bye.